You're listening to a teaching from Sundown Church. We hope you encounter God through our podcast and experience freedom in your life. So like I said, I talked to Parker about some stuff and kind of had a word. I didn't expect to come and preach, but... uh, here we are. Didn't really know how to get it down on paper. It was just a bunch of just thoughts that God just kind of kept throwing at me um, throughout the week. And uh, so he told me basically, get up here, be myself, talk to y'all, just like I was talking to anybody else. Like I talked to Parker on a daily basis. So uh, that's what we're going to do. Um, like I said, it wasn't easy to get it on paper. I... Uh, used to drive a whole lot uh, working in the oil field. We drove, man, probably eight hours a day I was driving. That was my talk to God time. That's when I always got to just sit there and talk to God. God would tell me things. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, so now I don't, I'm not in the oil field anymore. I'm in construction. I call people all day long. So I don't get a whole lot of conversation with God during the day because I'm on the phone. Um, so now my time with God has been in the morning, uh, usually when I'm showering. It's quiet, it's nice, it's water, it's warm. You get the water trickling sound, the whole river effect, that kind of thing. And so it's kind of my time with God. Um, it's been rougher, like I get these words and then I get out of the shower and my phone rings. And so automatically I'm already working then. So this was harder to get down because I didn't have a lot of time to think on it. and. <laughs> I was up till midnight last night, and, and uh, Melissa was like, do you have your sermon written? I was like, no, I don't. I was like, it's in here, but I don't know how to, I don't know how to get it here to where I actually can know where I'm going with this. And uh, so I took a shower last night about 11.30, and me and God got to talk in the, in the shower again. <laughs> it's very nice. Uh, so about a month ago, we left out of worship, out of, out of church, and I, I stopped outside and I talked to Jay and uh, talked about him, about some stuff that's been happening in my life, stuff that's kind of going on here, uh, and things that are just coming out of this massive movement of God that are going on right now. And uh, the main thing Jay told me was he said, he just said, just say yes. He said, say yes in your heart, and whoever, just say yes. And it didn't take me much time. I went to the truck and, and texted Parker, and I just told him yes. No, just a text message that said, your answer is yes. That's all I sent to him. <laughs> and uh, poor guy. I was like, if he knows, he'll know what it's supposed to be for. <laughs> okay. And uh, he did. He told me the next day. I know what it was for. So crazy, but it works. (laughs) Said yes in my heart. I said yes verbally. So I got that to Parker. And then uh, basically the other thing that Jay told me is he said, say yes to it and the path will just be laid out for you. You won't have to make this path. The path will be there for you. And uh, so I've been going along this path. Everything's been going real nice. Then about two weeks ago, Man, I just had a rough, rough week, a really rough Friday. I remember just going to the room, 
laying in the bed, oh man, probably about two o'clock, and just crying. Like just, I was over everything. I was just, it's a hard spot. I felt just like, it's here, I'm stuck. Like I, I don't have anywhere to go. I'm just stuck. I'm just here. And uh, so I laid in the room. I cried for a little while. And uh, just as I laid there, God kind of just reassured me. He said, you know, everything's here. This path is here for you. It's still here. It didn't go anywhere. And, and then uh, this was on a Friday and Saturday. I was outside. I did yard work the rest of Friday. I went outside Saturday and I worked all day in the yard, dethatching the yard, mowing the lawn, weed eating, all the good stuff. I laid some more seed out, all that good stuff. Uh, listened to a few Parkers from sermon, uh, sermons from Parker. I listened to some sermons from Bethel, uh, just random pastors in this time. And uh, this one sermon, and I wrote the guy's name down so I can give him credit for it, but his name is uh, Gabe Valenzuela. He's from Bethel. Um, but it's the first sermon of the year, uh, and it was called uh, The Year of Victory is the title of the sermon. And he basically talks about how this year is a year full of victory for everyone and how God has already won the battle. And so that is our victory. We have already won. And uh, the part that really stuck out to me uh, (laughs) was uh, he's talking about this passage in 2 Samuel. And he's talking about David. And uh, I don't think anybody's back there, but I'll just read it to you all. Uh, 2 Samuel 12, 1 through 20. It says, so the Lord sent Nathan to David. When he came to David, Nathan said, there were two men in a certain city, one rich and the other poor. The rich man had a great many flocks and herds, but the poor man had nothing except for a little lamb he had acquired. He raised it and he grew it alongside him and his children. It used to eat his food, drink from his cup and sleep in his arms. It was just like a daughter to him. When a traveler arrived at the rich man's home, he did not want to use one of his own sheep or cattle to feed the traveler who had come to visit him. Instead, he took the poor man's lamb and cooked it for the man who had come to visit him. Then David became very angry at the man. He said to Nathan, As surely as the Lord lives, the man who did this deserves to die. Because he committed this cold-hearted crime, he must pay for the lamb four times over. Nathan said to him, You are that man. This is what the Lord God of Israel said. I choose you to be king over Israel, and I rescued you from the hand of Saul. I gave you your master's house and put your master's wives into your arms. I also gave you the house of Israel and Judah. And if all that somehow seems insignificant, I would have given you so much more as well. Why have you shown contempt for the Lord's decrees by doing evil in my sight? You have struck down Uriah the Hittite with the sword, and you have taken his wife to be your own wife. You have killed him with the sword of the Ammonites. So now the sword will never depart from your house, for you have despised me by taking the wife of Uriah the Hittite as your own. This is what the Lord has said. I am about to bring disaster on you from inside your own house. Right before your eyes, I will take your wives and hand them over to your companion." He will go to bed with your wives in broad daylight. Although you have acted in secret, I will do this thing before all Israel and in broad daylight. Then David exclaimed to Nathan, I have sinned against the Lord. Nathan replied to David, Yes, and the Lord has forgiven your sin. You are not going to die. Nonetheless, you are not going. uh, Nonetheless, because you have treated the Lord with such contempt in this matter, the son who has been born to you will certainly die. 
Then Nathan went to his home. The Lord struck the child that Uriah's wife has born to David, and the child became very ill. Then David prayed to God for the child and fasted. He would even go and spend the night lying on the ground. The elders of his house stood over him and tried to lift him from the ground, but he was unwilling and refused to eat food with them. On the seventh day, the child died. But the servants of David were afraid to inform him that the child had died, for they said, While the child was still alive, he would not listen to us when we spoke to him. How can we tell him that the child is dead? He will do himself harm. When David saw that his servants were whispering to one another, he realized that the child was dead. So David asked his servants, Is the child dead? And they replied, Yes, he is dead. So David got up from the ground, bathed, put on oil, and changed his clothes. He went to the house of the Lord and worshipped. Then he entered his palace. He requested that food be brought to him, and he ate. So this is, David has already killed uh, Uriah, and he's bore a son with, uh, with his wife and uh, with Bathsheba. And this was, you know, he committed adultery, and in God basically told him, you know, this is what you've done. This is what's going to happen. David goes, he fasts, and I'm sure during his fasting, he pleaded to God many times not to take the child's life, but to take his own, if I had to guess. There's, nobody would wish death upon your own child. Uh, but then here in, in verse 20, it says he gets up. After he knows the child is dead, he gets up. He anoints his head with oil, and he goes and he worships God. Like, doesn't... He doesn't blame God for it. He doesn't do anything. He goes and he worships. That's what he does. He goes back to the place. And he basically returns to the place where he knew God had placed him to begin with. He anointed himself with oil. And as he was the anointed king of Israel. And he goes back to God and worships him. And that just, uh, man, stuck out to me a lot. Just because who does that? Who goes and just, after something so tragic goes and just lays down before the Lord and worships him. And so the next day, it was Sunday, <laughs> and uh, got to come back to church, and I'm always hanging out back there in the corner, if y'all don't know where I'm at, I'm always back there, uh, but got to worship, and uh, it was a different worship for me. I got to worship basically just with everything I had in me, and uh, Felt like that Sunday, like I, I returned to what I was called for and what I'm here for. And uh, man, uh, I do still have some bad days every now and then. Some, some, sometimes work just sucks. That's how things go, I think. Uh, work is work. But uh, so they've been very few since then, thank goodness. But. Um, Another thing he's taught me through this is, is a lot of patience, and, and there's a lot of waiting in it. You know, I wasn't necessarily expecting a whole lot of having to be patient, but it's been in everything. I've learned a lot of patience through, through a bunch of it. And uh, so if you want to learn patience, you can come hang out with me. I'm learning every day. It's not the funnest. <laughs> I'm not a very patient person, guys. Um, but uh, being on this path again, uh, being back where I was called from has really brought me closer to everyone, I feel like. Uh, I know mine and Melissa's relationship has grown 
immensely just in the last couple of weeks. Uh, mine and Parker's relationship, sorry, Sarah, has grown a whole lot. Uh, we've been working out just about every day. Uh, we're not working out on, no more on Thursdays, I don't think. <laughs> but uh, it's, it's been good because we get to talk. It's our kind of time to kind of hang out and talk and share and just let each other know what's going on in our lives. And man, if you don't have a, somebody, anybody like that, everybody needs somebody like that where you can just share to them and just, just hang out and share everything that's on your mind. Uh, so my friendship has deepened with him in the, in the past few weeks, and I feel like it's back to where it, it should have been because uh, there was a time that I thought it was gone. Uh, we had a rough uh, probably a couple years. I, I switched jobs, and I didn't get to hang out as much, and it was pretty rough, but uh, it's getting better. And uh, so I thank God for that. And... Uh, <laughs> I have in here to say sorry to Sarah. How about that? I wrote it down. Okay, but uh, I would I would urge you, um, just if you haven't, uh, Parker's been going through these lessons on worships. Uh, man, I don't know how many of them there is. There's probably 10, 15 of them. Uh, you can go online, uh, but it just talks about worship and, and the way we're supposed to worship and what worship means to us and what it means to God in that just that... Jay put it so nicely this morning. He, he said, you know, like, so when we come in here and you feel uncomfortable, it's, it's not your spirit that's uncomfortable. It's your flesh that's uncomfortable worshiping. And Jay just so beautifully put it this morning that we should just, that we could come in here and just, that would feel, it's natural. It would feel comfortable to us. Just worshiping God just would just feel natural. Thank you.